Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to just dive into the word here. If everyone would turn with me, we're going to look back here. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 4. We're continuing from last week. And last week, we began on this subject of victory over sin. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. How many are excited to be here this morning? God is doing some awesome things. Amen. Such an awesome just move and, and what God was doing this morning, the Holy Spirit, just having freedom, moving the, the, the way he uh, desires to move. And uh, we just thank God for, for Holy Spirit being here with us. Amen. So last week, what the choreograph of last week's service, the Holy Ghost was just really emphasizing um, a couple things that were the, the, about who God is. One, that God is perfect. Amen. God's perfect in all his ways. He's righteous. He's holy. Uh, God is, is so awesome. And, and he had come up with this awesome plan for us. And that was provided through who Jesus is. Amen. That Jesus came to earth. Amen. Lived a sinless life. Conquering sin. Conquering uh, every temptation that the enemy threw at him. And was making a way because of what he had did. In, in being victorious over sin, that he made that conquered, uh, that conquering life, conquering ability available for us. Amen. Uh, looking here in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, and it says, But Abel brought an offering of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. And the Lord had respect, regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry, indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin does what? Crouches at the door. It, its desire is for you to overpower you. But you must, again, do what? Rule. Master it. God gave, God gave an instruction right in the beginning of time to master sin. I love this. Look before what we just read, right before leading up to this. And if you do not do well. Okay. And we can look at different versions, but it says this in a little insert to this scripture. 
to help bring clarification. But ignore my instruction. God's word is vital to us in doing what? Doing his will in mastering sin. His instructions are important for us to master sin. We know his, his instructions come by his word, the Bible, which we read, right? We get instruction there. We have the instruction that we receive by the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Amen. There's instruction that's given through the word preached, which is from the word of God, the Bible, and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. This instruction is important for you and I to do what? Master sin. Again, we're talking about victory over sin. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, I love the fact that God knows what he's doing. Amen? And I thank God that I do not. Come on, right? I'm so glad that I do not know what I'm doing and I can lean on him for what? My understanding. To know how I can live my life. That through his instruction, I can gain the necessary uh, instructions, the the necessary uh, uh, installation, weaponry that I need to live my life. Amen? That's a great thing. Amen. So if that is for me, I know it's not just for me. It's for everyone. Right? How many in here are part of this category that, are, that just love the fact that God had a plan for you and I, and that was to lean on him and not on, on our own understanding and ways of how we're supposed to live. But to lean on him, his instructions, his guidance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I want to I just um, read this real quick. As I'm just kind of pondering over this after last week, uh, I, I was just pondering and looking over some things. And the Holy Ghost had me pen this down. So hear this. And if you, if you need me to repeat, throw your hand up. I'll repeat it. Our, our will is the produced decisions made in the heart that have been influenced by either wrong things or right things. Okay? I'll do it again. Our will is the produced decisions made in the heart that have been influenced by either wrong things or right things. And then as I'm going, the Holy Ghost was just, I'm just pondering, just thinking, okay, all right, God, what is it? What, what is this? And he pointed out there's three areas that we could either succeed in, in victory, or we can uh, uh, fall into sin. And I'm like, okay. And, and what is that? And it is in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. 
And I, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, God, what is, all right, in our thoughts we can sin? Absolutely. If, if simply this, by that very, uh, I don't want to say definite, that statement that the Holy Ghost just gave me about what our will is. If we're thinking about the things that have been flashing up in our mind, things that have been, that maybe crossed our eyes and we've thought about, maybe it was, you know, just being out, out at the workplace. Okay. I'm going to be real. It's okay to be real, right? I work in construction. And when you go on to somebody else's job site and you open up the, the, the job box, the gang box, they call it, where all the tools are stored, which are necessary to do the job, sometimes you flip it open and there's women on the inside of that gang box. Okay? So stuff flashes up. I didn't ask for that. But now it's something, an image that just hit pierce in here. Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking about what the Holy Ghost is just speaking about. Now I have a choice to make concerning what's up here. If I ponder on what's happening up here and allow it to be a choice made that I'm going to just allow it to fester and become a lustful thought, I've sinned in my thoughts. Are you with me? Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm at the movie theater and I see something that pops up, I didn't ask for something to pop up that I don't want to see. Even some PG movies and, and, and PG-13 movies that might have something that just, for me, might trigger something in my mind. And if I allow it to continue to fester and I allow it to make a decision within my heart that drives my will towards whatever that thought was. And if it's against God, it's what? Sin. Let's take a look at something again that we read last week. Thayer's definition of sin. I'm just, I'll go right to this one here. To miss or wander from the path of uprightness and honor. To do or go wrong. If I allow my thoughts to stray off of, an, off of the righteous path that they should be on continually. Okay? I'm allowing myself to be subject in my thought realm, which controls so much in us, then there's a good possibility that if I don't correct it immediately, get it straight quickly, allow these thoughts to be subject to the Word of God, using the Word of God to, to, to filter what's happening in here, there's a good possibility of us allowing this to go wrong, which is what? Sin. So I'm thinking about this. There's them three areas that, that the Holy Ghost was saying that we could actually sin in. Thoughts, our words, and our actions, our deeds. Our words, it's so easy and we know it. We, can, we could easily sin by saying things that are not according to the word of God. 
not according to God's plans for us or others, and speaking against it. Amen? So how have we sinned? With our words. Our actions. It's one of the most uh, uh, easily pinpointed things of pointing out or being able to see sins happening, right? By actions. I don't have to go into explanation about this. But there's three areas that we absolutely have to guard our heart with. Guard our mouths, guard our actions, but guard our thoughts. How are we going to have victory over sin? We have to make sure that we're protected, guys. How? By his instructions. Amen? Genesis 4, going back, those that are, that are not diligent, seeking his or following his instructions, have sin doing what? Crouching at, crouching. Just waiting, looking, looking for where it can pounce or pounce on. Just looking to see all right, where's, who's going to fall, who's going who's gonna to step into sin. Looking like a roaring lion. Looking. How, did you guys ever see a cat how it's like, Anticipating, waiting for the wrong move of that, that prey. That's what it's doing. It's looking, waiting on you and I. But thank God we got victory over sin through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In all three areas, we can actually yield our God-given authority and give in to Satan's enticements. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 says this. You don't have to turn there. It says this, and this is the uh, NIV version. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Again, our will is the produced decisions made in the heart that have been influenced by either right or wrong things. Amen. God warned us against sin. Amen. We've been warned against sin. The one thing we got to ask is this, what does God consider sin? Amen. What does God consider sin? I want to do this, and I, I believe <clears throat> I believe I have it down here. <clears throat> Let's go first here to Galatians chapter five. Uh, many of us are very familiar with this. Galatians chapter five and verse nineteen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, dear Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to pull the uh, Bobby Connor move is this okay? Is that all right? 
Anybody in here? Uh, can you guys give me five minutes to show of hands? Five minutes? Five, okay, there's five minutes, there's 10 minutes, there's 15, there's 20, there's 25, there's 30. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. And what in the world is this? I'm, this is now me, me being mom. I'm, I'm finding strands up here. I'm, 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 I'm being you. I'm, I'm like pick, picking things up and just. <clears throat> um, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. It says, Now the practices of the sinful nature are clear, clearly evident. There are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, uh, or total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, uh, envy, drunkenness, uh, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. Okay. Some other things that are mentioned uh, concerning about, like, maybe what sin may be like. A lot of us have heard uh, of uh, some of this major sins that could be a controlling factor to a lot of arenas in our life. One being lust. Amen? I'm going to read a couple little phrases concerning these just to help put in perspective. Again, with, with this in, in mind, our will is the produced decisions. And I'll emphasize this over and over again. Our will is the produced decisions made in the heart. They have been influenced by either right or wrong things. Lust is a strong passion or longing, especially for sexual desires. The Bible speaks about lust in 2 Timothy 2.22. I'm just going to give you uh, scriptures, and I ask that you would just please read them. <clears throat> Flee all youthful lusts but pursue righteousness. But here's some others. Job 31.1. Matthew 5.28. I'm just going to give you a couple. 5.28. Uh, Job 31.1. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.22. James chapter 1, 14 through 15. I'm going on to another one. Everyone say it with me. Our will is the produced decisions made in the heart. Gluttony. Okay, you don't have to repeat after me. Gluttony. Amen, Pastor. Uh, that was an invitation to, for everybody after service to go to pastor's house and have lunch. <laughs> uh, gluttony is an excessive and ongoing eating of food or drink. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this. Therefore, uh, 
whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, what does that mean? If you are controlled by that desire to have to eat, to have to drink, there's what? A decision that's already been made in the heart that is causing you to do what? Make wrong choices, decisions. So we're seeing lust. We're seeing gluttony. These are just some of the things that are mentioned. Amen? Examples. Greed is an excessive pursuit of material goods. Hebrews 13.5, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But having an excessive pursuit of material goods pulls us, our eyes, our heart off of God's will. Amen. Again, God's intent is to get our will, to get our produce decision making that's made in our heart aligned with His will. Amen. Sloth, laziness, God sees as sin. Proverbs 6.6 6 says, uh, gives us the example, go to the ant, and there's an instruction, go to the ant, look at this. Look at this little thing that works so hard. Don't live a lazy life. Excuse me. Do not live a lazy life, but work like the ants do, hard. Amen? The Bible also mentions these verses concerning it. Proverbs 13.4. Proverbs 13, 4, Romans 12, 11 through 13. Another one, wrath. Oh, sorry. Proverbs 13, 4, Romans 12, 11 through 13. <clears throat> Another example, wrath. And I know time is ticking, but we're going to cover a couple things and then probably try to pick up another time uh, after Bobby Connor. Wrath is a strong anger and hate towards another person. God opposes this. Amen? God absolutely opposes this. Why? Because God wants us to love one another. Oh, and God wants us to even love our enemies doesn't matter what's been done to us. Amen? Still love. No matter what. Amen? Wrath. What does the Bible say concerning it? The Bible speaks about this in Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never, ang uh, never avenge yourselves, but leave it into what? The wrath of God. Let God handle it. Let God take care of this situation. Amen. Psalms chapter 37 and verse 8. 
And I'll give you one more scripture verse. That's Psalms 37, 8, and Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. Another example, envy. It's the intense desire to have an item that someone else possesses. When you see somebody that has something, you really, really, really think it's awesome. But somehow there's something in your heart that's saying, I want that, that one, what they have. And there's a controlling uh, spiritual thing happening on the inside that's driving you to want that one, what they have. Well, it's not, it's not considered necessarily like envy because I'm, I don't want theirs, but I want one like, what's the heart motive? What's controlling that decision in your heart to want that one? Envy? Maybe there is a hint of jealousy in with that too, Bill. But what's the driving factor? Again, what's the will? No, no, that, that phrase? Our will is the produced decision made within the heart. Going on. Pride. An excessive view of one's self without regard for others. An excessive excessive view of one's self without regard for others. The Bible says this in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. Let not the mighty man boast of his might, but let him boast, let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me. Amen. Uh, the scripture right there, Pop, that's uh, Jeremiah 9, 23, 24. Jeremiah, yeah. Also, you can write this down, Proverbs chapter 8 and 13, 8 verse 13. And I just want to re- just encourage you with this, because I want to pick up right here on this, that God gives us a remedy to sin the next time. God tells us throughout his word, do's, don'ts, instructions, amen? amen. We, see it th- through, uh, we see it through Jesus himself. We see a lot of writings from Paul. I love the fact that Paul, when he's writing, he's writing to uh, people that have heard about Christ or maybe not even heard about Christ at all. But people that haven't been there with Christ. So he's writing these letters where he's visited people, touched people's lives, preached the gospel. People coming to be the sa- to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But Paul is dealing with now issues of what? Normally the flesh. So that people have an understanding that they need to control their flesh. And we see all these things listed in Galatians, Philippians, Ephesians, and different things of what to watch out for. 
God warns us about sin. God warns us so many times about these things. But praise God. You know, the scriptures say that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? But Jesus came and gave you and I the way to follow. The way to follow. Amen? That's Jesus Christ. Let's all stand. And we're going to continue and pick up next uh, in two weeks. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father God, we thank you for your word. We just thank you, God, for just pouring out in, today in this congregation and here in this, in this place. That, God, that as we were worshiping, that, Father, I believe that you are pleased with the worship. I thank you that the cross is the final word. Thank you, God, Jesus, for what you've done on a cross. You've just completely annihilated the, the attack, the plan of the enemy, the plan that Satan had to, to try to steer your creation away from our Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for the cross being made just available to come to, to kneel before that God, we know that you're not on the cross. We know that we have the images of the cross, but Jesus, that we come there because of what you've done, because of the price that you've paid. God, because of the, the, the awesome reverence that we have, that you were the perfect sacrifice for all of mankind. So, Jesus, we thank you for your blood being poured out for us, making a way, God, that we can be victorious over sin, over the attacks of the enemy. That God, as we yield our heart and make the decisions in our heart to follow after you, follow your instructions, that God, that we are perfectly under your cover. And that you've given us now authority, to, the, the ability to follow your commands, to give, Lord God, the sin and things of this world subject to your authority. That God, with your with walking upright, righteous, holy before you, that God, that you've given us the ability to be your representative, your ambassador, to walk in your authority. So, God, we thank you that we have victory over sin. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We give you glory and honor. We give you glory and honor. We worship your name, Jesus, for you're holy, you're wonderful. In Jesus, your mighty name, amen. Yeah. There's, there is one thing um, I was reminded of earlier. Uh, Glenn, do you have that, which you had last week? Okay. If you don't mind, just have a, just a seat for just one minute. So during service last week, the Holy Ghost had given something to Glenn 
And I just want Glenn to share this. And I was just, I was just um, reminded earlier, the Holy Ghost was just saying to, uh, for you to give this. Here's a road that seems long. It's in a desert location, so it seems. In the Lord's eyes is a short road, and he sees what lies ahead as you travel it. Trust him as you follow his lead on this road. His glory awaits. Amen. Yeah. Can you turn us down just a little bit? If you could just bring us down a little bit. For you see, there is a path that I have desired for you to walk in and to walk upright on. So as it were, carry my word as it is in your heart as the lamp before you. And I will make your path clear and you'll be able to see the things up ahead. So just know this, is that I have everything secure before you. Just follow my ways. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So you can look at me to manda echi. For you see, I am beginning to even show you the things that are uh, that I've placed in your heart, but even uh, outside, uh, more things that I'm even going to begin to show you as if it were like that stroke on the, uh, with a pen, the stroke with the brush to to even bring out into the congregation and to others individually, that that stroke is going to be a writing within their heart. And poetry party, ha, Moshe Sovo, or even whoosh, whoosh, shag, bango, oh, hmm, palelebesar. And so even poetry will begin to even come, as it were, as wisps and as wonders that are coming before as you're scribing it down. And it's going to be a wonder. Lord, what is this for? And I'll begin to show you that the ones that it's specifically for and the seasons that it's for. You so I'll begin to even bring, as it were, the two even closer into these things that you guys will begin to move and operate in these things in a greater dynamic. Something that'll bring even a, a, a closer unity within you. La Anna, come up here. Logore day. Logore day. 
logoridei, poco bradai, from the beginning, helemoshe. There's much to give. There's much to give. There's much to give. There's much to give. That I've even placed in the both of you from the beginning to be able to move and operate in deep things. With a mile, with a mile, hotaho ekni. So remember to always keep it that unity in prayer and always bringing things before the Lord together. So what God has placed on your heart and what God has placed on your heart, that the both of you will take those things to me and you'll see me bring clarity. Say hevete. Shh. Pacham. 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 Et nangum greteta. Poco. Nesho vonda eta. No. No. Ephraim and Dindorobo. Tashusi. For what the enemy came with attack came with this, came with that. You see, I have my hand over it all. So what's done is done. Just move on with me. Now I believe the Lord is sealing with a freshness of, of an understanding. Listen, guys, don't take this. What I'm saying, do not take this in judgment. Because this is for every couple. Amen. With a freshness of a newness of an understanding for one for another. And no man can divide it. So I pray, Lord, this anointing flow to both. A deepness. A deep, deep, deep awareness. And an understanding for each other. And they speak patience. Patience. In this newness and a development in this patience. It's going to be absolutely so rewarding and beneficial for others, not just yourself, but for others.
Breathe on them, Holy Spirit. Let your breath breathe on them now. This oneness, this perfect union, this perfect love. I speak supernatural peace now. I speak peace. The intensity of peace. It's so intense. You feel like you're not even caring about anything. You're going to look at yourself and say, what in the world is wrong with me? This isn't me. The intensity of his peace that he walked in, that he could stay so focused. In the Father's will. And I speak prosperity over both of you. Financial prosperity over both of you. And the Lord says, you are not damaged goods. For I've planted I planted you in my woods, and you are oaks of righteousness. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I took care of it. <laughs> Hallelujah, Pastor. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Let's just worship him. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are so good. You are so, so good. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We serve a good, good Father. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. The Lord gave Mike, and Mike just submitted it, but he said, you know, this, God gave me this picture, and I think it's precious and so appropriate, so good to share it with you. I want everybody to close their eyes, because I, I want you to visualize what I saw. Everybody? Okay, so there's a house, and the house is empty. There's no furniture, but there was dust on the windowsills. There was dust and that's the past. If Jesus is walking through and he's opening the windows and that dust is blowing off of everything. It's going out the windows. It's gone. But there's a door. I forgot to mention this. There's a door to the basement that's locked. And we got to open that basement right now. They're, they're the things that we have to let Jesus clean out. All the stuff that was in there is down in that basement. It's being cleaned out right now. Mm. Now there's a knock on the door. You go and answer the door. And there's the darkness on one side. And there's the light on the other. The house is clean. What are you going to let in? Hallelujah. I believe that that is a, that is synced and 
synced right into the message the Lord's put on Pastor's heart. There was a minister here last week that made this statement. He he said, I am so glad and proud of the message Pastor Tim brought forth. He said, because not many pulpits are teaching or even addressing sin anymore. Yeah, Ruth Hetland's brother, cousin, cousin. Let's give the Lord praise for a second. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the time that we live in and the the table you've set before us. 